0: Amen. Uh, Christmas time um, is a time, uh, it's a time of celebration, it's a time of families coming together, it's a time of um, joy, it's a time of a lot of eating and a lot of catching up, but also it's a time where life carries on and, um, you know, just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that uh, we won't face tough times. And just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that we don't get sick. Um, and we, uh, Car and I know somebody in Christchurch, friend of ours, she's in her 30s. And um, about a fortnight ago, we've, we've heard that she won't last till Christmas. Um, and uh, we, they were part of our church when we were pastoring down there. And a young lady, 35, 30, I think she's 35, 37 But the doctor's verdict is she won't uh, see Christmas this year. And so there are so many levels of um, things that we go through in life. It could be sickness. It could be financial problem. (laughs) Some of us who have money spend more money. Some of us don't have money, spend money. You know, after pay and zip and hum and all those things. And so we get into these kind of strife and difficulties and, and we trying to, as we walk around in the mall, you walk around wherever you go, there's so much, um, everything is commercialized and, uh, and yet you see there are people frantically running around trying to do stuff and, uh, you know, there's more stress during Christmas time and so I've been thinking about this and I've been personally, I've been just reading uh, the Messianic Promises and just reading through the Bible and just doing a little study for myself on the Messianic Promises and say, actually, what does the Bible say about about Christ? And just refreshing myself because the promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God never change. Amen. So this morning, I want to talk about Prince of Peace. Christ is the Prince of Peace. You know, as you carry on this Christmas time, more than gifts, more than food, more than whatever the plans are, I pray that we will have the peace of Christ in our hearts. Amen. Nothing can replace Christ. You can buy stuff. You can buy things. You can go somewhere. That doesn't give us peace. Only Christ can give us peace. Amen. Especially those who are losing peace because of those aunties that are visiting the family. We all have those aunties, don't we? Right? So, Don't lose peace. So I want to talk about Prince of Peace. And I want to look at the scripture in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 this morning. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. This is one of the Messianic promises. This was spoken or written 2,000 years before Jesus came. To earth, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Beautiful names and a beautiful description of Jesus Christ. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. It's not on the shoulder of man or a woman, but the government will be upon his shoulder. The kingdom governance will be upon his shoulder. How he rules is with heavenly mindset. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor. Today we need a counselor. A lot of people are seeing counselors, but I tell you, the greatest counselor is the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need this wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father. Now I can talk on those things, but this morning I want to intentionally focus that He is the Prince of Peace. Because the devil is attacking us And as John 10.10 says, that the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what his nature is. And I pray that as he's coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy our peace, the only way we get peace is having Jesus in our lives. Amen. And now before I really dwell into this, I want to digress a little bit and talk about for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Very briefly, because you see, unto us a child is born. A child, it wasn't God's plan, it wasn't his plan that the child will go on the cross and die for us. God's plan was the son to die on the cross for us. The child was born and the child grew up to be a mature adult son of God. And we see that the Holy Spirit, the Father, witnessed the, the three beings uh, when Jesus was baptized in a voice from heaven that said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit in the form of dove came upon Jesus. That means he was ready for ministry. There's a maturity that took place. And I just, as I'm digressing, I want to say today for us, we cannot be babes in Christ forever. We cannot be babes in Christ forever. Jesus didn't die on the cross for our sin management that we always same sin that we sin and we repent and we come back no we god wants us to mature god wants us to be from babes to grow up to be mature sons and daughters of god amen so we don't face the same problems that we faced constantly there has to be an encounter with the Holy Spirit that the Word of God will come alive and will bring breakthrough and precept upon precept and then we climb up and we grow into maturity because we don't want to be dealing with the same problem that God has set us free so that we can move into all that he has for us. There are so many Christians who've been Christian for 40, 50 years, but they still act like babies. But God wants us, I've been saying this, God wants us to be overcomers. And the way we become overcomers is when we continue to submit and surrender and walk in obedience to His Word. Amen. I know I'm digressing, but I want to. But Hebrews 6.1 says, Therefore, Leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ. Let us go on into perfection. In other words, let us go on into maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. What the writer is saying is stop eating puree food. Stop eating baby food. It's time to move on. The foundation's been laid. Now move on into maturity in Christ. Amen. Lord of us, we just want to, it's like a passport. Thank you Jesus, I'm a Christian. Thank you very much. And we just stay there, I want to say there's so much God has for you in your walk with him. So much. And if we can submit ourselves and allow Christ to come alive, you will see the power of God manifest within you and through you. And that's how we overcome our addictions. That's how we overcome our problems. That's how we overcome our insecurities. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I believe this Christmas, the best gift you can give God is absolute surrender and saying, I'm going to put away my childish things. The addictions, those those lies we tell ourselves and we walk in deception. I'm going to put away those things and God, this Christmas, I want to give myself fully to you. Not part, but fully to you. I want to surrender myself to you. Anyway, coming back to the topic today, Prince of Peace, and Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Now you see, um, the Par- Pharisees miss identified Jesus in Mark chapter 3, verse 22. They called him, he was the prince of demons. They called him, he was the prince of demons. You don't have scriptures today, so you can either work on your Bible or your apps. But Mark chapter 3, verse 22, it says, And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem, these are scribes. That means well-learned people. They understood the Torah, the Old Testament, the law. The scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub and by the ruler of demons, he cast demons out. So they were calling him that Jesus was a prince of demons. Now Beelzebub was a, a Philistine god. He's, the other name for Beelzebub is Satan. So the, the scribes were identifying Jesus as a prince of demons, but we know that Jesus is not pr- prince of demon, or demons, or Satan. Romans sixteen twenty says the God of peace. He's a God of peace, Amen. He's a God. Of, he's not a God of confusion. He's not a God of frustration. He's not a God of disappointments. He's a God of peace. And how will he overcome Satan? The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The God of peace will crush Satan. The God of peace will destroy the work of addictions over our lives those secret thoughts, those secret habits, the God of peace will overcome and destroy the work of the devil. Who wants that? I want that. I want that. Amen. So I've got three points for us this morning. Very simple message, Christmas. Number one is peace with God. Number two is peace within oneself or peace within us. Number three, peace with others. God wants us to live in peace. He is the Prince of Peace. The Bible talks about peace, shalom, shalom. It's not a peace that the world talks about. Shalom means wholeness, completeness. Having that peace that we operate our lives Out of peace. This peace, shalom peace, is not in absence of our problems. This shalom peace is in the midst of our problems. Amen. Coming to Christ is not free from problems. Coming to Christ is working through our problems with peace of Christ. Amen. I pray this Christmas that we will be attractive people. Amen. Wouldn't it be nice to be attractive people? Not panic. Not stress out. Not drive like. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. I was going to say, don't drive like me. <laughs> He drove three hours with me, he knows. Yes, I will talk to you later. (laughs) But first thing is peace with God. You see, a lot of us are looking for peace. So we are moving city to city, we are moving suburb to suburb, we are moving church to church, we are moving job to job, we are moving husband to wife, husband to different husbands, you know, wrong theology there. It it, it 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 we're moving from we're moving from one man to another man or one woman to another woman we're moving we're moving a lot of things we're moving a furniture we're moving buying new furniture buying more jewelry buying more louis vuitton bags buying more heels that's not peace amen the true peace is when we abide ourselves in Christ Jesus He is the prince of peace. The the world is teaching us, if you want to have peace, breathing technique. (sighs) Breathe in. Breathe out. Go for a walk. Smell the roses. Look at the trees and hear the waves. Sing Titanic. Those things are good, but they cannot bring peace. They can't bring pre- peace. The only person that brings peace is Christ. Amen. If it is breathing technique, I tell you what, if breathing technique can fix it, we will all be breathing well. And we'll all have peace. Amen. So, how do we get have peace with God? Number one is confession confess. Number two is turn back to God. I think I'm talking to Christians. I'm not talking to non-Christians, but if you're a non-Christian, you don't know Christ, this is for you too. And those that know Christ, you, certain areas you've surrendered yourself to God, certain areas you didn't. And God is saying, I want you to confess and turn back to me, not in part, but in whole. Having peace with God. When we have peace with God, they then Out of your belly, out of my belly, shall flow rivers of what? Living water, not filthy water. Not confused water. Not murky water. But living water. Peace with God. Number one, we got to have peace with God. So confess your sins, turn back to God God, and receive God's forgiveness. In Psalm chapter 32, verse 5, he says, I acknowledge my sin to you. This is David writing this Psalm and he's saying, I acknowledge my sin to you. That's the first thing to do. How do I have peace with God? Acknowledge your sin to God. We read in, what's it called? Uh, James, we read James says, when you sin, don't come with joy, come with sadness. Sadness. Us Pentecostals, we we push grace too far. We push grace too far. We think, oh, well, that's okay. God still loves you. God loves you, but don't take advantage and don't take God's grace for granted. James said, repent, come with tears, come with sadness and say, God, I ask you, would you forgive me? Of my apathy? Would you forgive me of my unforgiveness? Would you forgive me of whatever the issue is? He said, I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to you, the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So what he's saying is the number one way to get peace with God is confession. Then turn back to God. And then you will have peace with Christ. Amen. I want to say to you, our peace is not in marriage. Our peace is not in our bank account. Our peace is not in what we own or what we have. I was talking to someone last week and I said, It just came out of my mind. I wasn't planning, but it came. You know, you could be married and you can still be single. Right? You can be married and you still be single. Why? Because there's no peace. So we look for peace in people. I thought, if I only marry that woman, I will have peace. Please. No. Don't be deceived. Peace with God also allows Christ's followers to live without fear of future, death, or or any eternal perspective in hell. Peace with God makes us follow Christ, live with Him without the fear of future, death, or eternity. Peace with God means that overwhelming weight of guilt that plagued us all is placed on the cross. So we don't need to carry the burden because we have made peace with God. Peace with God means that shame that we feel and we rightly felt because of our wicked ways, we had done that by laying it at the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. If I cannot have peace with God, I can't have peace within myself. And when I don't have peace within myself, I can't have peace with you. So my next point is, number one is peace with God. And the only way peace with God is confess, turn back, receive forgiveness. Number two, peace with God. i oh, sorry, peace with oneself, ourself. How do we, How will God keep us in perfect peace? How can we find that peace within ourselves? Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. A lot of us, Young people or a bit older people, they, we're all struggling to sleep at night. Some are worried about their future. What, what's my future going to look like? I don't want to make a mistake. They're paralyzed and they don't want to do anything because they fear, they're fearful of making a mistake. The fear of future. But you see, if we keep our eyes fixed on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. Amen. Christ will keep us in perfect peace. So we don't need to be alarmed by COVID. We don't need to be alarmed by the recession. We don't need to be alarmed by that. But we keep our eyes on God. Amen. Amen. And do you know we can't pretend peace? We can't pretend because you can be, I can be very peaceful, but put me in a stressful situation, you will see I become pieces. The peace is gone and I'm pieces. You cannot pretend peace. That's why it's about abide in Christ and I abide in him. You cannot do life without Christ Jesus. You need Him. You might be a young person and you think, oh, i got a lot of time. My friend, you don't have a lot of time. You don't. Don't be deceived. You don't have a lot of time. None of us have a lot of time. Get in peace with God and how do I get in peace with myself is two things in that verse. It says, His mind is fixed on Christ. How can I have peace within me? With myself, fix my eyes on God. Not fight insecurity. Number two is trust in God. Fix your eyes on God and trust in God. And if you do that, He will keep you in perfect peace. Amen. The Bible says in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto us according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Seek God first. Keep Him first. If you're desperate for a miracle, seek God first. If you're desperate for a breakthrough, seek God first. Trust in His Word. May we walk in peace with Christ. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, Now may the God of peace, who is He? He's a God of what? Peace. And to get this God of peace, when you go to God and say, God, give me peace, God is not going to Pull his wallet out like this. Oh, you want peace? Let me give you peace. i got a coffee card. He is my peace. Peace is not a product. Peace is Christ. Amen. So, how do I get more peace, this God of peace, if I don't have peace because my flesh is manifesting, To have more peace in me, I need to decrease myself so that Christ may increase in me. Amen. John 3.30 talks about that. John 3.30, John is saying that I may decrease so Christ may increase. He's already in you, but if you don't have peace because you're fighting with yourself. But if he can't say, God, I give myself. It's not something that he will give. If you want more peace, he will literally give himself to you. Because peace has a name. And it's called Jesus. Amen. Now this God of peace himself will sanctify. Sanctify means to set apart, to concentrate. Concentrate. Consecrate to consecrate, free from sin, purify you completely and and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Unfortunately, a lot of people who are believers are struggling with this peace. And I want to say this. You know, you be say, Oh, I made peace with God. My friend, if you made peace with God, you've made peace with yourself. What do I mean by that? If God has forgiven you, you are forgiven. Amen. I want to I want you to hear that. If God's forgiven you, You are forgiven. Some of us are so clever that we can't forgive ourselves. Who are we to not to forgive ourselves? Christ created us and He's forgiven us. So you need to come to that place and say, God, I throw out my hands and praise you again. And all that I have is what? A hallelujah. Because I'm Nothing it's you. So I give myself to you, Lord. And our friends, I want to say that when we don't make peace with, because you see, when we don't make peace with ourselves, the opposite of that is all these other traits that the devil will put in, insecurity, confusion, fear. There are so many of us, insecurity, I've been saying it, you know, just because it's logical doesn't make it biblical. You know, insecurity, you kind of go, why am I insecure? What, you know, insecurity manifests in so many different ways. And we're trying to fight that the only way to fight insecurity is with the word of God. Amen. So I pray that you will catch hold of this peace in Christ Jesus. Number three, peace with others. Before I go into it, I just feel the Lord wants me to say to some of us here, I don't know what sin you have been into. I don't know what sin you've been committing and you hate it. You don't like it. But you keep doing it and you are disappointed with yourself. Can I say today is your day to get right with God. Today is your day to get right and have Peace with God and peace within yourself. Amen. Peace with others. Peace with others is very important because let's take a stock take. Am I living with peace with others? Look around. Am I living in peace with my mother? Am I living in peace with my father? Am I living in peace with my brother? Am I living in peace with my sister? She is the problem. No, your head is the problem. She may be the problem, but we can still walk in peace. She always provokes me or he always provokes me. That's okay, but we can anchor ourselves into that peace of God. Jesus, we know the story when when the disciples uh, woke Jesus up and Jesus calmed the sea and the storm and He said, Peace, be still. We can operate out of peace. It's not easy, but it is possible with Christ. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, it says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. How do we keep? How do we keep unity? It is in the bond of peace. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now, I've read the Beatitudes many times, and, but when I was reading this again, I was going, blessed are the peacemakers, for they are called the children of God. So, the other question is, if I'm, if I'm a troublemaker, whose child am I? Think about that. If I'm a troublemaker, whose child, child am I? The Bible is clear in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are called children of God. Not blessed are the troublemakers, for they are not called the children of God. Because if I'm not a child of God, then I am a child of the devil. Because I've got the traits of the devil to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, I'm talking to all of us. You may say, oh, she's the loud one. She's the one. No, no, no. What about that silent agitating? That soft manipulation? Oh, please feel sorry for me. Because I had a tough day. It's only $300, whatever you bought. That makes me look good. Or the toy that guys want, and excuse it, I earn the money. No, we all earn money. So if you're a troublemaker, can I say this? That you're a child of the devil. If you're a peacemaker, you're a you're called child of God. I think it's quite confronting. And how will we recognize this? Because uh, am I living in peace with you? Am I fighting 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 you? And then I say, the world is against me. No, you're deceived. So, we just finished James. And James chapter 3 verse 17 says, willing to yield with others. That means you don't have to win all the time. A conversation or an argument, a while ago I said Jesus didn't come to win arguments. Jesus came to win souls. What is the point in winning an argument by losing a friend? I was saying to somebody the other day, you're right and you're right. You both are right, but unfortunately the fruit is bad. Husband's right, the wife is right. The son is right, the mother is right. Both are right, but still both are in animosity. So wh- why? Willing to yield. Because if I have peace, I'll say, that's okay. I don't need to prove myself to you. You can jump up and down like a monkey. I don't need to. Living with peace with others. There are two points I want to make and I will close this morning. Number one is don't bury your feelings. Making peace with people means forgiving them for the offense they have done. Not burying the pain in denial. A lot of us are good at denial. Peace means deny the problem. I want to keep peace. Deny the problem. You can't deny the problem. It will catch up to you. In 20 months or 20 years, it will catch up to you. Don't deny the problem if you have a problem confess with somebody say look I have a problem with so and so uh, addiction or I have a problem with you brother I want could you please forgive me but don't live in denial don't look at the brother and go oh he's coming he's the problem oh and avoid him like this you know We, we become Hollywood stars Christians to avoid problems and we think keeping peace that's not the peace God is talking about he says if you want to keep peace Tell truth in love. But what we do is just like that auntie that comes to Christmas, keep her happy, keep her happy, give her ham, give her ham, more ham, more ham, give her more ham, let her watch TV, you know, give her more ham, give her a drink, whatever, keep her happy and send her out away. Bye bye, auntie. And then finally go, whoo, she was the hard one. So don't bury feelings, but sit down, talk about it, be a peacemaker. When we make peace with people, we consciously choose to forgive them for what they've done. And we tell them truth in love. And there is no root of bitterness taking in in our hearts. There's no root of bitterness. Number two is grow through it. Grow through it. Analyze it and go, ooh. One, you and I were walking in peace, but now we're walking in peace. Grow through it instead of putting the blame on Rupert because he is big and tall. Because he's big and tall, he's the problem. No, go grow through it. What have I done? What did I do to contribute that, Rupert? What did I do to contribute? Peter, you did this, this, okay. Lord, is this right? Let me check. God, would you change me so that I would never do that to another brother here? Grow through it. Peacemaking doesn't mean setting ourselves up to another hurt because we put a wall. Growing through it is saying, God, it hurts, but I'm going to open myself to you. Would you teach me? So my friends, in this way we we won't get agitated by the past we won't get agitated by those people that come into our house on christmas day all those those emotions and those experiences and feelings that trigger the pain and go oh, merry christmas i got to go now you know that's no peace and to have a good time, you don't need a bottle of wine or beers. You need Jesus. Amen? I know it's Christmas season. We should be all happy. But I, uh, but I do want to say this. He is the Prince of Peace. Amen. And when we have the Prince of Peace, we are operating from that. And we have peace and we allow And walk in peace with others. Amen. So I want to encourage us this morning as I close. I want us to take some time this morning. And I want to ask. Are you living in peace with God? And if you're not living in peace with God. Today is the day for you to say God. I want to live in peace with you. I want to confess my sins to you, Lord, and give my heart to you. Would you become my heavenly father so that you can be the ruler of my life, the Lord of my life? The other question I want to ask is, are you living in peace with yourself? And if you're not, I want to remind you again. Jesus has forgiven you. Learn to let go of your guilt. Learn to let go of your shame. And allow the Holy Spirit to wash you with joy, with peace, with righteousness. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Hallelujah. And this morning, as we take some time to wait on God, we can evaluate and say, God, am I living at peace with my spouse, with my parent, with my child, with my boss, with my neighbor? Am I at peace with them? Because when we are at peace with God, we are at peace with ourselves, And out of that, there's an overflow of peace with our people around us.